Buongiorno, and welcome to the Passion for Italy Travel Podcast. We are Italian travel designers. We design the best Italian travel experience for you to enjoy and remember. We offer a beautiful selection of Italian hotels, B&Bs, villas, and apartments for you to book with us. We personally inspect our accommodations so that you will have the best in the center of each city. We offer the best small and private tours in all cities and regions, and we assist in in-country transportation such as car rentals, transfers, and train. To introduce myself, my name is Joe, and I'm a new member of the Passion for Italy group. While we have been doing podcasts for a while, I reached out to our directors and said, you have so much experience and knowledge of the accommodations, of the tours, of things that people want to know about in Italy. I've been doing podcasts quite a bit in the past, and I thought, how about if we add the extra layer of talking to people from America, from Australia, who've been to Italy recently and get their experiences, get their feedback, their positives, their negatives, maybe some things they would suggest, and maybe some cautionary tales that they would give you on your travels so you can help plan your trip with us based on some of the information they provide. So I thought I would start off this first episode with the person that I assumed would be the most difficult person for me to sell and discuss going to Italy, and that would be my wife, Lori. Lori, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing not only the trips to Italy, but thank you for being a part of the show and explaining to people your trip and what the what the trip to Italy meant to you. So thanks again. Thank you. When we started discussing this years ago and wanted to plan a, a trip for you, I know you you'd never been overseas. You're not a big fan of flying. Uh, you don't have the Italian language to fall back on. What were some of the trepidations that you had or some of the fears that you had about taking a long trip to Italy with me? Well, I do not like to fly. I did not want to be away from our kids that long. We have never done that before. The fear of the unknown, I guess, um, not knowing the language, not knowing anything about the country, the travel to get there. It was all just a little more than than I thought I wanted to take on. Okay. So just as a quick overview, uh, when in our most recent trip, we, we went to Rome, Florence, Positano, and Capri. Looking at that now and seeing the things you were afraid of before that trip, once you did it, once you did those flights, once you got there, once you felt what it was like in that that part of the world, do you have a different thought on it now? Yeah, it was it was a great experience. I once I got there, I I was fine. So I don't know if that was just me being ready to do something like that or, you know, making myself get over that fear or you know, I don't know. Had it not gone well, then maybe I'd have a different opinion. But it did. Uh, everything was smooth and, you know, the flights were fine, the trains were fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it I did not have any anxiety or anything like that once we got, you know, up and going. Okay. So let's let's start back. We, you know, I personally started planning this years ago. Started planning before COVID, before shutdown of travel and things like that. So I had been detailed searching to plan a trip that would mean something not only to me, but to you. Uh my Italian heritage, maybe want to go to Italy, maybe want to go see different parts of Italy. We still have plenty of things we want to see, but looking at that, what were some of the things that when you said, okay, I'm going to go and do this with Joe, what were some of the things that stood out to you in Italy that you wanted to see or you wanted as a part of your trip? I definitely wanted to see the Vatican. That is always a place I felt was, you know, something I would enjoy. And I love the beach. So I definitely wanted to see the beach cities. Honestly, that's kind of it. Yeah, outside of that, that was that was <laughs> the draw for you to get there, right? Right. I, I, as we started planning, I let you know how much the food was a big part of the trip, how much the wine was a big part of the trip, the gelato. Those all thing. Those were all things that, as you got there and really jumped into the lifestyle of, you know, I- Italy and Italians, that's where you saw there was more than just the Vatican and more than just the beach, right? Right. Right. Well, like the whole food, 
thing. I guess I was always scared that like, I'm not, I love, you know, I love ice cream. So I was not nervous about the gelato part. I am a very picky eater. You have a lot of dietary restrictions. I do. Yeah. I was nervous that, you know, I don't know that, that I wouldn't get enough to eat, I guess, or that I would just constantly be eating pasta and bread, um, <laughs> which I did, but it was okay. <laughs> the wine, you know, I like sweet wine. So to me, I probably should try to branch out a little more next time because I really just kind of wanted to stick with what I liked. And, you know, it was either Moscato or a more of a semi a red. No, yeah. no, it wasn't really sweet, though. It was more, I don't, I would say maybe more on the semi-sweet side, you know, and, and their bread was not like American bread. So that was, you know, different to get used to. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, lots, lots to get used to. I get it. Well, so looking back at it, let, let's, for this, for this podcast, we, we will do a future one uh, based on our time in Florence and Positano and Pompeii and Capri, because I think there's, there's less hubbub, there's less congestion. Rome itself could be an entire podcast and you could do something weekly on just Rome because there's so much to see and do there and the people and the, everything like that. So we're going to focus on this one, just on the flight there, getting in, getting settled, our time in Rome, and then we'll stop when we're getting ready to leave Rome and take the train up to Florence. And we'll, we'll, we'll make that into another podcast, but let, let's start with the flight. You know, I had planned all the trip out. So you were going in kind of blind and saying, okay, you've got the trip plan. I'm going to follow you. But we discussed it before. You don't like flying too much. And here we were in Indianapolis, Indiana. We had a two hour flight to Newark, New Jersey, and then an eight, eight plus a little over eight hour flight from Newark, New Jersey to Rome. My advice to you was sleep on the plane from Newark to Rome, which you didn't yeah. really want to take advantage of that advice. But other than that, the flight, the flight from Newark to Rome, any other thoughts about that and what you expected from it and how it went? Uh, no, it was fine. Um, you know, it was a little smaller plane, you know, which is okay. I mean, you know, I just had a lot of anxiety just in general, just because that was just the start of, you know, the whole thing. And that first one, that was the tough part for me. Oh, you was, mean the, new, the flight from Indy to Newark was yes, a smaller plane. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So that was getting on. Yes. So that was a little harder for me. But once we got up in the air and got going, it was fine. And once we landed, I, I was fine. And, and all that, all that anxiety and stuff was, was gone. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I know there's different ways to get there. Chicago and Detroit. I, I thought that going into Newark was fine. And, and so the flight overall, besides the sleep that we lacked, the flight was good. There were there were food, there was food. There was drinks. There were TVs. There was you know amenities, things like that. Blankets, okay. yeah, night masks, you, all that kind of stuff. You mean once we got on the big plane to go yes. over? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It had all those things. The you know, I just I couldn't sleep for one. It was just not not an ideal you know, not an ideal sleeping situation for me. It's, you know, it's, you're in a little bit more comfortable of a seat, but it's still not that comfortable. Right. And you got people next to you. There's just a lot going on. And, and, and sure. even though you're up, you know, in that big plane, I can still tell we're flying. So many people said, Oh, you won't even know you're up there. Well, that is not true. So <laughs> I, you know, I did close my eyes for a little bit and tried to, you know, relax and try to sleep. It just, I was not successful at it. I, I'm just not a person that can sleep in planes or in cars. Other people have no problem with that. So that's just my, sure. my problem. And, you know, I, and I think too, maybe just the anticipation of the whole thing, you know, I mean, maybe next time I, I won't, I won't have that because we've been there and, and done that before. So, uh, but yeah, the food was good. Go, you have whatever drinks you want, movies, you can watch your plane flying over on the big screen, you know, and <laughs> that too. So, so yeah, it was, it was very, very interesting actually. So, okay. So we, so we land in Fumicino airport in Rome. And of course, you know, here we are, we, we've, we've gotten there. It's, it's a whole new country on the other side of the world. Everybody, you know, they talk about it's nervous. It, it's, you know, Italian speaking country, things like that. From the get-go, did you have? Did we have any issues? Really, can you remember any issues? Once we landed, customs was—they walk you through, they get you going in the right direction, they get you going to luggage. Uh, you know, did did you feel comfortable in the airport? And once we were ready and landed and getting ready to hop on our transfer, it was 
so like quick. I honestly don't even remember much about being in the Rome <laughs> airport. I mean, we got off, they shoved us through customs. I mean, I can remember scanning my passport and then off we went to find our luggage. I don't even remember. I don't even remember us walking from the custom check-in to the luggage. I mean, it just, it's kind of all, sure. I mean, I can remember standing there waiting for the luggage. Um, but like, it just was all very quick and like, get out, you know, like get in and get out. Um, so it was, it was easy. Uh, you know, it we, just was, we were I, even able to stop off at a little cafe and get drinks and yeah, snacks. I needed, yeah. I needed right a drink really quick. Yeah. Right. Did um, that. And then, and then basically what I would suggest to anyone who's going to do a trip like this is to get the WhatsApp for your phone. It's connected to your email or to your phone number. And WhatsApp is what they use in Italy quite a bit. So when we landed, I was able to go to WhatsApp, hit our driver and say, hey, we've landed. Where are you? What gate are you? You know, what what location are you? They said, oh, I'm at I'm at gate three. I'll have a sign. We walk up. Boom. There's a gentleman. He walks us to our car, takes our yep. luggage. And we were on our way to Rome. It was that simple, in my opinion. Yep, very smooth. Not, you know, not an issue at all. And, you know, there were tons of people staying there waiting. You know, it's just amazing to me how many people are staying there waiting for people to pick up, you know. And right, right. so that, you know, that could be a little confusing just trying to find your guy. But, I mean, you know, it was really easy. I mean, you you were very good at connecting with them and, and finding out what they, either what they, I don't know, where they were, you know, according to the, the doors or whatever. I mean, I honestly don't even remember. And, and that's okay. That's what I, that's what I wanted for your trip. And that's what I want for our, for our friends at passion for Italy travel is to have that comfort level to know we can help them make it that simple. So to give everybody an idea, of course, when you leave Newark, it's at nighttime and you're going to land the next morning in Italy. So that's why sleep is important, but we landed at seven 45, eight in the morning. And we had the whole day ahead of us. Of course, Lori with zero sleep and me with probably less than an hour's sleep. We get in our transfer. We're on our way to Rome. He takes us to our hotel, even though we, we had an idea that we wouldn't be able to check in because a lot of times you can't check in until later in the day. Uh, but we were staying in a hotel in the Monte area over by Santa, Mar Santa Maria Maggiore. Lucky for us, they were able to get us right in. They said, hey, your room's ready to go. Looking at that, what what would you say, like, you know, we, we did that transfer, and which I think is the way to go. You can take a train right from the airport to the, the Roma Termini station. You can take a bus. You you can do other ways of getting there. But I thought the transfer was the easiest way to go. But once we got there, we get in. We're ready to go. Were you really tired or, or had the, the excitedness kicked into where you were ready to go do a little adventure before we took a nap? I was not not tired really at all I, I and was just ready to go yeah I, I don't know i just you know your kind of adrenaline i guess gets going sure. and you're ready to go so no it was got there we didn't take very long to get to our hotel and it was a fairly smooth ride and yeah so i was ready to get cleaned up and and head out for the for the afternoon or at least for a few hours yeah yeah well it was it was still the a.m right it was still the a.m yeah. there and we were ready to go now for the listeners of the show with this being Lori's first time overseas, her comments to me when we were planning this trip were, I want to stay in more of an Americanized hotel when when we got there. Now, what I will tell you is it's to each their own, right? We we have lots of opportunities mm -hmm. to stay in villas and apartments and in B&Bs, all those kind of things in Italy. But everybody has their own choice. And for Lori, again, being her first time overseas, her comfort level was, let me let me stay in a hotel that feels more like I'm at home just to get me more accustomed to things. And, and what it, you know, it was it was a nice hotel in the Monte area. I'm, uh, you know, we got there. What do you think about just staying in that hotel? Was it fairly Americanized for you? Yes, it okay. was. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was it was nice, you know, clean. Breakfast was great. Comfortable. Yeah, I, I liked everything about it, except it was a little too far away from everywhere that we wanted to go. So Agreed. That was, I'm sure. I would say this also. Again, the Monte District is a gorgeous district. It's it's a very nice area. Lots of great things to see there. But for our next trip, I will tell you, we're going to stay more in the Centro Storico uh, area. We're going to stay either near Piazza Navona or the Pantheon or Trevi Fountain because it's it's just that much easier and it takes 15 or 20 minutes of walking out of every day 
that you don't need to have. To start our adventure, we left the hotel in the AM after we checked in. We took off right away for the Spanish Steps. It was a close one to us. We wanted to check something out. What What were your initial thoughts of the Spanish Steps? And then having our first lunch right there by the at the bottom of the Spanish Steps uh, that morning. Yeah, they. I don't know. I think it was different. I, I we because we went up to the top first, mm-hmm. right? So I think I always had it envisioned that, that we would walk in and start at the bottom, I guess. And so I was just kind of a little, you know, a little thrown off when we were at the top, but you know, it was, I don't know, it was, it was an amazing thing to see, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about the steps because they're just steps, right? <laughs> Agree. They're beautiful steps. And we went, we walked down to the bottom. We got, we used the, the uh, fountain right at the bottom. And, and I was, yes. I, I wanted to show you from the very beginning you can get water out of the fountains there pretty much everywhere. And we took a collapsible water bottle, which was great. We used it yes. the entire trip, filled up right there. As soon as we got to the bottom of the steps, took some great pictures. And and then we had fresh water for the next few hours of walking around. We grabbed ourselves a lunch, a gelato, like I said, right at the piazza, a, a few steps away from that. And then we we did a nice walk back to the hotel. And that's where we took our first, hey, let's, let's, play catch up and do a quick catch up nap to get ourselves situated. Yeah. Yeah. But also though, for me, I, I think I just hadn't, cause we just got there, you know, there was just like kind of a lot, not a lot thrown on me, but I just, I don't think I appreciated that the whole, you know, the whole Spanish steps and all that because it was the first thing we did. Right. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not tired, but I'm kind of tired. Right. Because I've been up for 30 some hours. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of like, it's all new, you know, here we are. And there's a lot of people and it was a lot of walking and I, I have bad feet problems. And so I, it's just a lot of walking, you know, it's hard for me. So normal people, it's, you know, not a big deal probably, but for me, it was just like, Oh my gosh, here we go. I'm already starting to hurt. So I didn't, I don't think right that day. And at that time I appreciated that whole, you know, the steps in general. But I also wanted to start you there because I thought, less crowd maybe than some of the other places, a little bit closer than some of the other places. And it could yeah. get your your feet wet on seeing what the society was like as you walked around, right? Yes. And so I was yeah. happy we did that. And then it kind of took the edge off to, again to where we could go back middle of the day, which I highly suggest after we had some pizza, pasta, wine, and gelato, we went back and took a nap for a couple hours, got ourselves refreshed, energized, and then we said, let's go wander. Let, let's let's just enjoy that first day. Don't plan anything when you come in off that plane because you, you're, you're trying to get your bearings set. And we said, you know, the, the altar of the fatherland is not too far away from us. Let's take a stroll and, and let's go walk over in that direction and see, you know, Via Nazionale and all the, the shops and all the fountains and everything else that we passed on the way. And we came up on, on Trajan's Column. Uh, Piazza Venezia and Altar of the Fatherland right there. If I'm not mistaken, that's kind of how we finished walking around that day. Then we went and did some other things right after that. But the Altar of the Fatherland blow you away as much as it did me. I I was very excited. I I thought it really stood out as something that was, even though some people think it's an eyesore in Italy, thought it was beautiful. The views from there were beautiful. And seeing it kind of at dusk and going into the evening, I thought it was just a great place to be at, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just kind of different because it's like this brand new thing right in the middle of all these older things, all these older buildings and trees and just, it was just odd. And I kind of was like, what is that? You you were, again, I've studied all of it. So you knew and had, knew what to expect and all this. And I didn't, that was just something that just kind of, kind of threw me. Uh, But it was, it was very neat. And I'm mad that we didn't go into whatever we were, you know, to the thing at the top or that's on the next trip we'll make sure yes there there is a an elevator on the back of the building that you can take to the top of the altar of the fatherland and see great views across all of rome and and that is something we failed to capitalize on this time but we were trying to get it in and see as much as we could in the time we were there and then after that we again strolled down the street back towards our hotel and we stopped off at a nice little restaurant that the hotel concierge actually told us about, mm-hmm. you know, had dining right outside, right out front. We had some great pasta, some great wine, and just really enjoyed the evening. And and that was our first experience of really seeing what that nightlife is like. And us just taking it all in with the police cars and ambulances going by with the sirens and us <laughs> being on the little 
the little um, patio kind of set up in front of the restaurant out in the street. Um, what was your overall take from that? Your first evening and the the beauty of Rome, and then also just having a nice, relaxing dinner there with pizza, pasta, wine, things like that. Yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. I love being outdoors, eating outside. I thought that was really neat. The waiter, you know, was very helpful. Um, you know, they're they're very willing to you know help you understand what it is you're eating or drinking. You know, if you because you just may not know from the menu, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it was great. It wasn't that where we saw that little dog kind of wandering, wandering yes. by himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. So we we finished up. It was it was called Il Reposto, by the way. If anybody wants to check it out, and we we left there. We went to Fata Morgana, which is a nice little gelato place, and we sat down and had gelato again uh, before we called it an evening. Just seeing the altar of the fatherland again, having that dinner, the first night in, and we've already had a couple meals, some gelato, some wine. We've had a lot of walking in just the first day, and again, not on much rest. Did you feel that language barrier was too much to overcome in that first day? No, not at all. I'm trying to remember how much like we interacted. I feel like both where we had lunch and dinner, everyone pretty much speaks some, you know, a little amount of English. And and really, if we fine. knew a few words, you know, uh, they, they mm -hmm. were they were very that was enough, right? You know, ciao, arrivederci, buongiorno. If you know Buonasera or you know Scusi, uh, Il Conto por favor for the check, please, right? Yeah, that's that's always I think kind of weird. You know, yeah. I think we're also used to, at least us, we eat and we're you know ready to to go and do something else, and they just you know you kind of sit there for a while waiting to get your check or wait you know whatever you're you're wanting. So that was that was a little different. Um, you're supposed to enjoy it, right? That's know, what we're yes. there for. Yes. We're not there for work. We're there for vacation. And we so, did. I feel yeah. like we did. We took our time. So that was the first day. The next day happened to be a Sunday. We, we were, again, we were next to Santa Maria Maggiore. The church It was right down the, the road from our hotel. One of, Just a beautiful church. One of the main churches in Rome. We went and had mass at, at that church. And it was it was just beautiful. This gorgeous church. So ornate. And I'm looking at the pictures while we're discussing it. And you sit there and think to yourself, there's no way that this is, you're thinking, this is what St. Peter's Basilica is supposed to look like, right? This is what um, these churches that you mm -hmm. see in, in history books are supposed to look like. And this is way over in the Monte District, and it's this gorgeous, beautiful, gigantic church that had its own shops, that had its own history section. You know, you could go and look in things that were like a museum inside of it. New, right then and there, I knew we were in a, in somewhere different because— I'm thinking to myself, here's the first church we go into, and it's already blowing us away. That yeah, uh, you enjoy that mass and and all that history and beauty there. Yeah, except yeah, we did the small mass and like the little side chapels. Yeah, so, yeah. Had we waited a little longer, we could have done it in the big one, but that was fine. The little one was fine, and it was just, I loved it. I I loved hearing them. We we didn't understand any of it, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it was all in Italian, but we it was okay. To, we knew when to stand up and when to sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. And then, yeah, we walked around after and went to the little shop and, and then we mm -hmm. got to see the, them walking in for the, for the next, for the large mass, I guess. Correct. Yeah. That was, it was just really neat. So we, know. we leave there and we say, Hey, we, we want to go ahead and start another adventure, right? We don't want to waste any days. We originally were going to go to the Coliseum on this day, but looking at the weather, we had moved that back a few days because we were under the impression that it had a good chance of rain on Sundays. We moved it back. And then of course it was sunny the entire day and gorgeous and beautiful. And so we said, yeah. let's, let's go take a walk. We walked up to Villa Borghese and I knew I wanted to get you to Villa Borghese because of the, the little lake in there, the, the Laghetto, where you can take a rowboat. For me, that almost made the trip right there on just the second day, seeing that we could get there. We walked through some of the, the ancient you know walls from the city of Rome to get to Villa Borghese. And we, we walk up there. We see all this beauty. We see all this nature, people walking their dogs, riding their bikes on a Sunday afternoon. And it's just fabulous. And then we do get to go to the Leghetto, take that rowboat. And it meant so much to me to be able to say, I've set all this up for you. I wanted us to have these relaxed times. And here we get to go take this nice little romantic 
ride around the lake and take pictures and things like that. What what were your thoughts of getting to Villa Borghese and that little part of the trip right there? Yeah, no, it was a good, uh, was, I think it was kind of a long walk, if I remember. It was. It yeah, was. it was very long. But yeah, we passed, like, it was just some neat things on along the way that we walked by. So that, so that was neat. Um, and I just felt like it was a kind of a different part of, of Italy um, or of Rome. I mean, no, I loved, I loved being out on that little boat. That was fun. That was a nice little excursion, I guess. <laughs> I'm terrible at rowing boats. I, I would say <laughs> no, this, <you> if, <laughs> if anyone's listening, please do a little practice run, maybe at home no. if you can, or get a rowing machine so you don't embarrass yourself and crash into other boats while you're out there rowing. But but it is, it's nice. It's quaint. It, it's lovely. And just some just some great uh, beauty out there in Villa Borghese. So we were able to leave Villa Borghese and walk over to Piazza del Popolo. So let you to let our listeners know, Lori and I are big fans of the Dan Brown books and, and the Robert Langdon stories. And and this was one of the places where in Angels and Demons, you know, he was there and, and looking at churches and things like that. And so walking in there, I knew exactly what it was going to look like. I was very excited. Just a gorgeous open area with with great churches. What were some of your initial thoughts leaving Villa Borghese and running into Piazza del Popolo? Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I think I was kind of confused where we were when we first got there. <laughs> uh, and I didn't quite remember that part in the movie. I know I tried to compare everything to the movie. Um, but no, they had nice, nice shops along the mm-hmm. way there. Um, yeah, Del so Corso. That, yeah, yep. that was neat. Um, then we found one of our favorite restaurants and uh, just on a side little side street, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, street. Il, Il Brillo Parlante. Yeah. Just a, a nice little quiet place on a on a side street off Via Del Corso where we just grabbed a snack. We grabbed drinks and some pizza. It was an early, you know, an early lunch. We were we were ready just for a snack to go on and, and see a lot of sightseeing that day and just walking around. And then we did, we walked down that street to go do some shopping and things like that. I remember the the beautiful little church and I know you're, you're not going to remember it, but San Giacomo uh, in Augusta, it was this little church that again, we leave and we're walking down uh, uh, Via del Corso and we look over to the right and I'm like, well, let's just go in and see this church. And these small churches just blow you away with the amount of artwork and the detail and the, the images. And so I was really excited uh, about that and, and seeing that. And then we, of course, you know, we got some gelato. We stopped by uh, Pompey, which if you like tiramisu, I would suggest you go to it. I'm lactose intolerant. So something like that didn't sit 100% well with me, but I knew I had to at least try it and taste it. And it was delicious. So that's where we went from there. Did we go to... The McDonald's next, just to use the restroom, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because I don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't remember that church. I'm having a hard time remembering it. So then we went to the church, and then we got some gelato, and then yeah. we w- did some shopping, and then we did go into that first McDonald's in Rome. Um, that was the two stories, and yeah. And and, and just to let everybody know, we weren't there to eat. No. Uh, <laughs> we, we weren't we weren't craving McDonald's. We 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 wanted to use the restroom, and you have to find somewhere where you can buy something to go to the restroom. And the McDonald's was the easiest place to go. Plus, we thought it would be very cute to just see what McDonald's was like there compared to here. And, and what were your thoughts, Lori? Oh, it was just <laughs> it wasn't McDonald's, right? I mean, it was. <laughs> It's two stories and it had cheesecake and pastries and donuts. It was just, it was incredible. Honestly, did we, did we get anything to eat there or to no, drink? No. Did we even we, get a drink? We bought a Coke. We walked around. We bought a Coke so you could okay. go to the restroom. Okay. I thought that was the other time. Mm-hmm. So we went into it twice. We, the other time we got a Coke and a French fry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, st- yeah. Uh, it, so it, it was, I mean, you you kind of have to go in there just to say, you know, just to see it. Right. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was pretty neat actually. So we, we finished up, we, we, we've gone to the bathroom. We said, Hey, we know where we are, right. Where we've been walking back down this, this street going in this direction. I said, you know what, what's close by from here is the Trevi fountain. We should go, we should go check that out because everyone who's anyone who's seen on Instagram or what have you, the Trevi fountain, so we thought we'd go there. Now we're in the middle of the day, right? We're we're in an early time, what you'd say maybe a late lunch or an early dinner. We're in that mid time of the day. So we thought, 
let's walk over there. We're, we're hungry again already from, from earlier in the day. And we said, let's go check out the Trevi Fountain. How many people were around the Trevi Fountain in the middle of the day? Oh, yeah, a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... It's in, was it in the middle of the day? Yeah, it was in the afternoon, right? Because we yep. got the sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, there was a lot of people there. It was hard to get into. And of course, I mean, it's just such a small area, really. You know, I mean, everything's just, I mean, it's not small. I'm just mean like. But everything's you know, within walking distance. Around it, you know, it's kind of tight, right? There's not yeah. a lot of places to move around. But yeah, we were able to, find, you know, find our way in the side there and, and kind of see it and sit down. And check well, it out. So we went into a little a little cafe there and got uh, some porchettas, uh, some some pork sandwiches uh, right there by the Trevi Fountain. And we said, okay, well, let, let's just try to go sit right there on the bench and and have our sandwiches while we look at this beautiful fountain. And of course, we found out that as soon as you sit down on the bench and you try to eat food, you get whistled at by the police, and they tell you <laughs> you can't eat here. You can't so, eat. <laughs> so, so we had to go sit on a curb on the yep. side street and have our have our porchettas, but you yep. know what? Did it really take away anything for me? That's one of my favorite memories is just sitting there kind of laughing and thinking, look yeah. at us. We're, we're eating on a curb. Yep. And literally on a curb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the sandwiches were good. I, were. I, I did like it. Um, yeah. So it was, it didn't bother me at all, honestly. So it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't real comfortable. Right. No. But I mean, there was nowhere else to go. That's just no. something that that's the bad thing about it is, there's not, you know, a lot of places don't have inside seating. If they do, it's very limited. Yep. Yeah. So. So we walked away from eating the porchetta and we said, okay, let, let's take some time away from Trevi because it was so crowded around there at the time. Let's go get some gelato at, at Vinky, which is one of the places I'd heard so much about and has the chocolate waterfall behind, behind there. Um, beautiful store, uh, you know, very, very good, very crowded, but, yes. but I think you liked your double chocolate um gelato there which was great yes. and yes. and then uh then we went back and we said you know the place where we got those sandwiches was kind of in view of trevi fountain so let's go uh let's go sit at that little bar that was right next to it and let's have an aperitivo and a beer um because everyone talks about in the early evening things like that you need to get an aperitivo so you and i go in we get our drinks we go to sit down and they take very good care of you. If you sit down, mm -hmm. one, you're going to pay a little bit more for sitting down. We were at an outdoor table again. So we had a, a see a, a view of the Trevi Fountain from where we were sitting. But you tried your aperitivo and you thought. Yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did not like it at all. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't me. Yeah, you had gotten a beer. So you let me drink your beer and you kind of drank my. Aperitivo. Aperitivo, which, yeah, I. <laughs> Figure out. I think it's that prosecco in it. I don't. I don't care for that. Okay. Um, so I was kind of disappointed because that seems to be a big thing that everybody does <laughs> is to drink those, and I didn't like it. So that's okay. We filled up. <laughs> we filled up enough of our time drinking wine that it it made it. You know, it, it made it okay. So we we went back and it cleared out a little bit. We got a little bit closer to the Trevi Fountain. We took some pictures that evening. We threw our coins in, mm -hmm. which was great. Great pictures from that. And we said, you know, it's it's time to kind of set go crash because the next morning we we've got uh, the Vatican City or the Vatican Museum tour. Uh, let's let's get some good rest because we're going to have to get all the way over there and and get in that tour and get in that line and and everything else. So that was the end of that day. Um, next morning, Vatican City. If I'm not mistaken, did we did we take a Uber or a cab, a taxi? Um, yes, we took uh, a taxi. And and to let people know, staying in the central historical part, you really wouldn't need to take a taxi there. But with us staying in Monty, again, lovely place to stay. But the one place that's really kind of far away from there is the Vatican. Yes. And yep. with Lori having bad feet and with us having a couple days of 25,000 steps already under our belt, I said, let's get a taxi. So we get there early. We relax. We get a, a coffee and, and a, you know, a pastry or something like that to start the day. So that, that's where we went. We went and stopped at uh, Cafe Vaticano uh, over by the Vatican Museum doors. We waited there. And our first glitch of the trip kind of happened then because the the small group, the small, almost private group, and this was something we had planned well in advance before I was part of Passion for Italy Travel, by the way, uh, that had a glitch in it and it didn't have us in as part of the as part of the trip 
as part of the tour. So we had to rebound real quick, rebook into another thing that was coming up very soon. Unfortunately, it didn't have the more small private feel about it. It was a larger group and it didn't have the tour guide going into the Basilica right after that. So there were some down, but overall it, it turned out okay. I mean, I think it could be better and we're going to go back and see it again in that small private group setting, I believe. But what did you think about the, the Vatican Museum with, with that next trip that we were on instead of the first one? It was, I mean, it was amazing for one thing, but it was also a lot of stuff to take in. We talked about this <laughs> as being overload somewhat. I mean, it was uh, yeah. gorgeous, but it was gorgeous yeah. overload. Yeah. And it was, you know, so many people there through the whole thing. And it was just a lot of, a lot of information, right? A lot of, a lot of art, a lot of pictures, a lot of statues, you know, it just, it, it was almost a little too much. The, what is it called? <laughs> well, no, she was, yeah, she was good. You know, she, she knew a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, but the Sistine Chapel was the best of it, of course. But again, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to go back and do that part of the tour, right? The museum. I, I think, I think from what I'm looking at, if we would have gone to the, 7.30 a.m. small group of eight people or less, and it was only groups like that going through and not the large groups going through, I think he would have liked it more just because the crowd isn't as much, it's not as rushed, it's not as hurried, um, and it's more detail-oriented. So, And plus, I don't think you can see the Sistine Chapel enough. And being good Catholics, we did not take pictures of the top. Yes. There were plenty <laughs> of people doing that, which you're not supposed to. But it, it it's something that I, I feel like if that's what they ask, I'm, I'm going to follow along and not do that. Um, and, and maybe that's wrong, but it felt like the right thing to do. And, and it's something that makes you want to come back and see it again and, and take it all in and, and see the splendor and the awe of the Sistine Chapel. So uh, we didn't go into St. Peter's Basilica at that time. We had done three plus hours in that tour. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a long time. Right. That's a long time and a lot of stuff to, to comprehend. But we know. made a plan to come. We said, hey, we are going to come back and do the Basilica, and we're going to come back and go to the top. And so we left there. We passed by Castle San Angelo, which, again, it, it meant something to us from seeing the, the Dan Brown, well, reading the Dan mm -hmm. Brown books and yeah. Robert Langdon movies. Uh, it was gorgeous. I loved everything about it. The bridges over the Tiber River. We, we really enjoyed that. And that walk took us over to Lori's probably favorite place of Rome, outside of the Vatican, uh, Piazza Navona, which... I, I didn't think I would love it as much as I did, but those fountains and the churches and the entertainers and the restaurants and everything all in there just felt special. It just felt different in Piazza Navona to me. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts of Piazza Navona? Well, you actually, though, you forgot that before oh. we went there, we drove into St. Peter's Square first to take a oh, look yes. at that. Yeah, you're correct. So, you're correct. Yeah. We just walked around the square. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. went there. Yeah, I walked around the square. Um, but, and then we went to Piazza Navona. Um, then that's, after we did that, when we saw the square, we're like, okay, we do have to come back and do the Basilica again. So, yeah. Um, but, no, I loved Piazza Navona. It was it was my one of my favorite spots. Um, the, you know, I loved the fountain. And then we went into, well, one of the fountains, because there's three fountains. Mm -hmm. um, so they're all neat, but the big one in the middle. Um, it was the really fountain neat. of the four rivers. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then did we go into that church? Then was we did not. Time? The second we time not. we went back and we saw Saint Agnes, which we can okay. talk about that in the next day. But yeah, that it it that one again blew us away. So we we stepped off and we had was it lunch or dinner? Yeah, we, we had, had lunch, lunch. So late, late lunch, early late dinner. lunch. Yeah. yeah, we went to Osteria de Fortunato for lunch mm -hmm. and had some incredible pasta. Uh, yes. I think I had. A limoncello drink at that time. I can't remember if you got a drink yes, at that time. Yes, you did. Um, I don't think so. I think I don't remember. And you just got the limoncello. Yes. I don't think I did. Um, and, and you I got, got the, the cacio e pepe. Yes. Yep. Which is very good. A little too creamy for my taste. Um, but it it was very good, and it was really neat to watch them cut the noodles there, oh, like yes. on the side. You know, they had their little. Yeah, 
and they so that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, and the table next to us, station. So yeah. the ladies were making the pasta right next to us. That was fantastic. Yeah. So we we did that. I got the um, gnocchi and ragu, which was mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, if, if you haven't had gnocchi, you have to try that there. And the gnocchi and ragu was my favorite of the way that I tried it there. We also went back because we had scheduled something. You can go into the Pantheon without a tour guide, but I think it was good to have the tour guide after we left there. And oh, and we had gelato on the way yep. to yep. Um, to the <laughs> always. Pantheon, always. Um, but we had a tour guide who walked us through, and his name was Mario, correct? That was Mario, yes. Yep. And he was very informative. He took us through the Pantheon, walked us through all of that, which the Pantheon was one of my favorite places. I could go there and spend hours just walking yes. around and 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 just taking it all in and to think that it's been there for 2000 years, but he, he really gave us some good information on it. Um, I, I remember there, I went to San Asasio cafe and got a coffee while we were waiting, by yeah. the way, don't try to take your coffees into the Pantheon no. because they won't let you do that. But, but to see um, the tombs of Raphael and, and the tombs of Margarita and Victor Emmanuel, the first King of it, uh, you know, of unified Italy, all in the pantheon to see that history there and know that it was a church for all gods in, in the past and turned into a Roman Catholic church was just incredible. What did you think about the open, the open dome at the top? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You see, you know, so many pictures of it and I mean, it was I don't know, very impressive, I guess. I don't really know how to describe all these things, honestly, because um, <laughs> they're just amazing. So it, I, I really liked it. I did was not, was not prepared, I guess, to, I just felt like eh, it's just another building, right? Um, but no, it, it it was really neat. I really loved the. I guess since we had the tour guide, he was able to explain to us what the things were that we were seeing. Mm -hmm. So that was that was very helpful. Um, and then then we had him. He also offered to take us around and show us again Piazza Navona and give us details and yep. stories and ghost stories of yeah. that and <laughs> Campo di Fiori and and. Um, you know, Largo de, Ar de Argentina, where, where Julius Caesar was supposedly killed. He took us to all those places and yep. just gave us a little depth of those things. He, he was one of my favorite tour guides, very yep. informative, very comical, uh, and just a great guy. And, and I would suggest if you want to learn, it, it's great to see these things on your own, but having a tour guide really takes it to another level. Could it be overload? Like Lori and I are not huge art fans. So where Lori was talking about the Vatican City Museum, you know, yeah, for us, we wanted to see the religious artifacts. We wanted to see the different things, historical things. But artwork to us, besides a very few items, isn't something that we focus on, right? And so that went a little overload. But to hear this historical data, right, and, and the things that Mario was teaching us was great, in my opinion. Just and, I, I, and I feel like because it was just, what, us and another mm -hmm. couple, Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so that was that was huge. Um, being in a big group to me was hard, but it, it was neat. And he was great. He was, yeah, very informative, uh, super nice. Yeah, he, well, he, he was my favorite, too. So we were getting we were getting close to the end of our time in Rome. We have we have uh, Tuesday and Wednesday left. We'll zoom through it. We will actually we finish up with a late night stroll after all that with Mario. We stopped off at a restaurant we didn't even know was near our, our hotel. And they just had some great pizza, some great drinks to finish the evening. I mean, we were, it was like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And here we were eating pizza and having wine and, and things like that. And it was like, yeah. this made me feel like I was really in Rome now because we were, you know, that late having pizza and, and relaxing out at a little open air cafe. Um, we decided because we wanted to see what Trevi Fountain was like without all the people, we, we didn't have anything planned the next day. So we said, Let's get there early. Let's get there at seven something in the morning, right? Seven thirty in the morning. So we walk over to the Trevi Fountain, and I don't know, maybe twenty people compared yeah. to a thousand people the yeah. day before. Hardly um, any. Yeah. <laughs> so we, twenty people where we could walk right up to as the sun was coming up. You know, just come up. We could go right down by the water. We could take great pictures. I would highly suggest if you're going to see the Trevi Fountain. Go see it early, early in the morning or late, late at night when people are because at nighttime it's beautiful yeah. as well. Yeah. In the middle of the day, it can be overload. And and if you like that, that's great. But it also allowed us, we were able to walk back in the coves and little side areas of the Trevi Fountain and relax. Like we had our own little 
seating area all to ourselves in our own little fountains where we could get our water again. Um, yeah. and, and Lori and I have great funny stories of getting water from the fountains right next to the Trevi Fountain, you know. And uh, But it was a gorgeous place to be in the morning. And we decided that morning we were going to not eat breakfast at our hotel. We wanted to say, okay, we're going to start branching out. And we decided to get some coffees and some pastries. And that right there changed the whole trip because Lori got a chocolate cornetto and I got a maritozzo. And right then and there, we were like, game changer. This is what we need to have every morning from now on as we stay on these trip on this trip. So what were yeah. your thoughts of the Italian pastries for breakfast uh, to kick off your day? Oh, they were just amazing. I I mean, I I love sweet things. I mean, so I'm not like that. Something like I don't like sweets. I love sweets, but I don't like sweets in the morning. And so I'm like, you're always like, oh, we can get a pastry and get this. And I'm like, I don't want a pastry in the morning. I don't want to start my day with that. Um, but these were unlike anything you'd ever have in America. They were not sweet and heavy and gross. They didn't, you know, I, I, I had one. I was just amazed. Um, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I didn't drink any coffee, but it just, it was, I could have eaten two or three. And I don't think I would have felt sick. You know, if you have a donut here in the morning, you know, you're, I feel sick the rest of the day. So um, it, they were amazing. And I was mad that we hadn't, that I hadn't tried one earlier. Um, Cause you did talk about that so much before we got there. Uh, and I was just like, no, I just don't think I want to, I just don't think I want to try it, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm glad we did. Cause it was, it was definitely a game changer for sure. Well, good. Well, so we didn't have much planned for that day, which was which was great to have another day where you could relax, not really have to focus on anything. So we left Trevi Fountain. We saw the, the French embassy, which was beautiful. We saw the Italian Senate building. We saw the Pantheon again. All things were seen before 9 a.m., right? And so we, we almost had them to ourselves at all those times. Yeah. We walked through those areas back to Piazza Navona one more time because... Again, we wanted to experience it without the crowd, without the hub, you know, the hubbub, and we could walk around and have the whole place to ourselves. That's the day where we went into St. Agnes, the church there, right yeah. across from the Fountain of Four Rivers. Again, another church that, if I could go to Mass every day in, in Rome, I think I would. Right. Because I would want to see each one of these churches and have yep. Mass in them. Yep. They're, they're just incredible. It, it was fantastic. We we left there uh, again. We stopped off at another McDonald's. This time, I think, is when we had the Coke and the fry just so we could use the restroom there because they had chicken Big Macs is what they were promoting. And we'd never seen chicken Big Macs before. But uh, we, we just stopped off there very briefly before we went over to Campo de Fiore, if you remember correctly, the open air market. Yeah, I don't remember. Go I mean, I remember going to the McDonald's. I don't I don't I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't um... But yeah, well, I had to, we had to get something, we had to buy a drink or something because I had to use the restroom and you either pay to use the restroom or you show your receipt that you bought something. And that's right. like that everywhere. Um, so yeah, so, but it was cool to go in and look at and just see, cause it was a different one, right? It, it was, it was yeah, a different one. Yeah. And and then we went, um, we went to Campo de Fiore, which I, I loved it. The open air market, the flowers, the fruits and mm -hmm. vegetables. Yes, that we was bought. neat. We bought all kinds of spices to bring back for our kids to be able to make Italian food when we got home. I, I then, then we had an early lunch and I got a mortadello sandwich, which was fantastic. If you haven't had that, you just, just take my word for it. You want to get mortadello. Um, you got a pizza marinara, just a slice of, mm -hmm. of a pizza with just some marinara sauce on it, which that's what we've started to become that became our tradition kind of yeah um and, and then we got another gelato after lunch which is um in my opinion the only way to do it get breakfast get a yes. gelato lunch <laughs> gelato dinner gelato um then we walked again we, we walked back to get ready for the afternoon and we we passed by the altar of the fatherland we were in piazza venezia one more time which again is becoming one of my favorite places uh, just the view of it we took some great pictures out from the piazza out in front of it there. And then that was that that's the evening we were going to go back and take the St. Peter's Basilica or yes. go to St. Peter's Basilica and go to the top. Correct. Mm -hmm. yes. so, we, so we rested up in the middle of the day and went back uh, to St. Peter's and sat out and had some drinks out in the, the uh, main street leading to uh, the St. Peter's square and St. Peter's Basilica, which was very cool. 
very relaxing to just have your view. You look one way and Castle San Angelo is at one end of the street and the St. Peter's Basilica is at the other end of the street. I thought it was just great city. I could have sat there most of the day yeah. and just watch people all day. Yep. I loved it. And they had all those really neat shops. You yes. know, we, yeah. So it was, I, I really did enjoy that. If you want, if you're into the Catholic religion in any way, shape or form, and I'm not promoting anything, do your own thing, but the shops around there with the crosses, the, the jewelry, everything related to the, the Christian and Catholic faith were fantastic. You, you could yeah. buy and buy and buy so much stuff there. Very cool. I, yeah. I think it, it means a lot to me since we are Catholic. I don't know that, you know, someone who's not will enjoy it, you know, or appreciate it, I guess, as much as Catholics do. But sure. Um, so then we finally, we waited in line. We went through security, which to let everyone know, don't take a lot of stuff into St. Peter's and dress properly when you go into St. Peter's because yes. you, you shouldn't be wearing halter tops and you shouldn't be wearing Daisy Duke shorts and all those kind of things. But also, if you're going to go in and be carrying anything, Make sure you don't have food or weapons or anything in your bag because our line, for some reason, was taking a long time to get in. And it's because a tourist had decided to bring knives and fruit and everything else in his backpack. He held up the entire line while we waited. So just keep it simple. You know, go in relaxed and, and enjoy it and don't take too much stuff into St. Peter's with you. But once you get into St. Peter's, it, it's like you're in a whole other world. It, well, and the line was super long for the security check, but it really moved fast. It did. And yeah, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and yeah, once you get, get through that, you know, we were supposed to meet our tour and then we were late. So <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> so to share that on there. Um, <laughs> so we missed our tour guide because we were having fun, relaxing and having drinks out on the, out on the main street. You know what? Walking through it and seeing everything just the the art and the beauty of that church like i said santa maria Maggiore and saint agnes and those churches blew you away but then you're in a church that is so big i mean it's football fields long and it's and it's, it's you know however many chapels on the side and uh, the altar is gigantic and it, so it's just it's something that everyone should see no matter what your faith is just just go and check it out it, it's it's all inspiring and and it's incredible we we spent a good uh, amount of time there. We went to the shop in there. We bought some souvenirs from from St. Peter's. But then we also, um, we decided, even though Lori has bad feet, we were going to go to the top of the Basilica. And what I would tell you is, take the elevator halfway up. That saves you half the steps. But but you you should do this. This is one of those things in Rome that if you're going to go there, you want to see this view. You want to get to the top of the Basilica and see Rome out from the top of St. Peter's. What were your thoughts, Lori, about the walk up there, but then also um, the view at the top of, of the Basilica? Yeah, uh, the walk, you know, it it was exhausting. There's a lot of steps. It's just, it's small spaces too. Yeah, very tight. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was a lot, but once you get up there i mean it's just i don't know you can't even describe it how cool it is it was well worth it you know well, well worth the pain <laughs> uh, and stuff but i did enjoy it we leave there and it's it's becoming the evening time it's it's going to be dinner time we stop off at a nice little place again on we we cross the river across the bridge and we're, we're walking back towards piazza navona and that area from from uh, the castle san angelo area and we just see a nice little restaurant off to the side. We stop. Uh, you had arrabbiata, a spicy hot pasta, which you loved. Um, and you've been eating it yes. constantly yeah. off and on since we've gotten home. Yes. And 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 um, I got oxtail, which if anyone's ever had it, it's like giant chicken wings. Just incredibly tough to eat. Delicious, <laughs> but incredibly tough. It was like eating pot roast on a chicken wing but larger. It, it was a, it was an incredible situation, but I really enjoyed it. We had some wine, we relaxed, the evening was getting late and we stopped off um, at a little place where if you're an American, you might want to check this out. It's called La, ba La Batticella. It is an American bar um, in, in right near Piazza Navona. And it's really run by a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. No matter what your fandom is though, we walked in, there were Los Angeles Rams fans, there were fans from other NFL teams and it was good to just sit there with some Americans and talk about our trips and our travels, right? We were just starting off our two weeks 
in mm-hmm. in in Italy. There were plenty that they were just happy. They were ending their trip. They'd gone all over Italy, and they were telling us about where they went and what they liked. And then we were talking about back home, and it was just a great place to go. And it, it was really fun to see that right in the middle of Rome. What did you think about that before we finish up the evening here, Lori? The bar? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really neat. And we loved it because we're Steelers fans. So <laughs> that made it better. But yeah, it was neat to, you know, talk to the other Americans and and uh, get their take on everything. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun. It was a good way to to finish the night, actually. So so we finished the night by walking right past the the right through Piazza Navona one more time at night, which was absolutely gorgeous at night. We walked past the altar of the fatherland one more time as we walked back to our hotel at night, all lit up again. Just one suggestion I would make is if you're going to see these things, see them in the daylight, but then see them in the evening because they, while they're beautiful in each way, they're different in each way. So make sure you do that. The next morning was a big day, getting some more pastries, getting some coffee and going off to the Coliseum, which was fun to walk to the Coliseum and go check that out. I'm a huge fan of the Gladiator movie, so it meant a lot more to me than you. But it was a cool place. But I, I mean, it was a huge yeah. arena, right? A eighty thousand yeah. seat arena that has two thousand years old, and yeah. it was just really cool. Yeah, it it was really neat. The the history part of it, you know, was just amazing. So that that was neat to be in there. Um, and our tour guide was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, people. I can't, it wasn't too large, was no. it? Was it? Maybe twenty um, people at the most. Yeah, uh, but he was very very educated uh so it, it made it made it really neat and then he took us over to the roman forum and and the ancient ruins there right next to uh the Colosseum. and just walking through there i don't think you can grasp to think that you're sitting you're walking around somewhere that's two thousand years old where this used to be the hub of rome the hub of western society correct i mean the senate and the forum and all these things were in this small little area here. The views were were beautiful, and I I really enjoyed it. But it was it was fun to see, knowing that was going to be our last day in Rome to go check all that out. And we had gorgeous weather, so it was very enjoyable to walk through all of that uh, Palatine Hill and things like that. Um, yeah. And then we finished up at the Capitoline Hill behind uh, behind the altar of the Fatherland, which yes, there it is showing up again. It's right next to. Yeah, all, all the Roman, Roman forum and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts about the forum or anything on that tour? Yeah, it, it it was neat. It was just, again, it was a lot. It was a lot, you know, a lot to take in, a lot of walking, just a lot of, just a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> like it just, I mean, there's just so much there. Right. Um, but kind of amazing just to think about how old it is. And, uh, you know, that's, it was, it was very interesting. So I'm glad we, you know, we did that, all that part of it too. We we finish up the day, uh, well, we finish up that part of the day by stopping off at Nona Betta's. Uh, Lori is a grandmother. She goes by Nona to her grandchild. And so I wanted to make sure we went there and at least saw Nona Betta's. It's in the Jewish um, ghetto part of uh, Rome, very historic, lots of, lots of things that happened in that part of the city. We tried fried artichoke. We tried some different types of cheese and potatoes and things like that. The menu at Nona Betas, have yourself prepared. It's got some very different things to choose from there, uh, from brains and different things like that of animals. I mean, had a little bit of everything, but it was a quaint little place. Really enjoyed it right there by, by the um, the Jewish ghetto. And we saw, yeah, yeah the, the Mar- uh, Marcello Theater, which looks like a miniature coliseum right there oh, yeah. by, by the Jewish ghetto. Thought that was beautiful. Uh, we took our time to walk over to Tiber Island, which is right there near that as well. And as the evening went on, we said, you know, we've got to get up early tomorrow morning and, and take a, a train to Florence. Let's let's make sure what what is something we haven't seen in a while or we haven't been to. And you mentioned, hey, let, let's finish up kind of how we started here with the Spanish steps. When we saw them the first time, it was daylight. It was morning. And we went there this time at night. I like I loved it so much more at night. It was yeah, so beautiful. Yep. The, the views and then and then also from the bottom looking up, it just blows you away that the steps and the beauty related to all that and the church behind it. So that was a great way to kind of bookend. We started Rome by going to the Spanish steps. We finished 
we did that in the morning and then we finished it with scenes, finished steps in the evening. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, we knew we had to get up early the next morning. So we, we finished up there and we had it back. What, what was your thought as we encapsulate that final day there and, and get ready to take off for Florence? That final day. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was good. I was glad to, to, to do all that we did, but kind of ready to start another you know, another adventure, I guess. I did enjoy seeing the stuff at night again, the Spanish steps and the the altar of the fatherland. Those were really, really cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good. It was very enjoyable. So on the next episode, we're going to talk about getting, getting to Roma Termini Station and taking off on our first train trip together, going to Florence. But before we tidy up and go into that, which is the next day in the next episode, one of the things you mentioned about Rome that stood out to you was, well, two different things. One, the graffiti. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, the crazy cars and the drivers. Yes. Uh, and then three, when we first left there, you said, I'm not sure I really need to go back to Rome. So talk on those three things real quick, and then we'll we'll tie up the show and get ready for yeah. uh, the, the Florence and, and Positano portion in the next episode. Yeah. So I, I kept a little journal of our trip. And so I did a little overall a view of Rome. So I, I have that it was dirty, but beautiful buildings and great food. McDonald's are everywhere, which they were, there were, there were a lot of McDonald's and they I was were. really surprised by that. Um, I put people are always honking and there are Vespas everywhere. And there are also sirens going on all the time. Um, people always trying to sell you what they make. Uh, it is very cramped there and uh, small spaces no matter where you go. So, and there are graffiti everywhere. But now that we've had time to be away and reflect on it, you know, those things, I mean, it's still an amazing place and I would go back. I, I, when we left there, I said I wouldn't um, because also, I don't think we talked about this, the bathrooms. No, bathrooms, are just, bathrooms are just, just weird. Um, they're, 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 they're not, they're kind of dirty. They're, they're small. Their toilets are weird. I mean, the toilet paper is literally like paper. It's just, it's very different from America that I I just, I do not like (laughs) no matter what, but uh, I get over the other stuff. That's a little hard, but, um, it just makes you just want to go back to your hotel and not (laughs) have to deal with the bathrooms outside. But, but no, so, so after having time to reflect on it, like I said, I, I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, I can get over the graffiti because I understand that's not, that's not a bad thing to them. Right. Yeah. It's more of a form of art. And it wasn't, I mean, like I say, it's dirty, but it wasn't, I don't know. Like it was still nice. Like when we walked around, I didn't, I never felt, never felt unsafe. I I always felt comfortable where we were. Uh, There were never any issues with that. Um, so that's, that's big for me. Uh, so, you know, but it, it was, it was, the food was great, you know, a lot of walking. Yes. But you know, it's still, it's just an incredible place to be. And, and I'm glad we did it and we're and spent that much time there. Real quick. I've got a surprise for you. When we go back next year, I'm going to take rolls of toilet paper with us in our <laughs> luggage. Just so you can have those. I'll carry them in my backpack. <laughs> you know, Second, I'm glad to hear that you had that change of heart just because it, it, you see that it is a totally different culture than what we're used to in America. And it's not a bad thing the way they live. It's a it's a different way. No. Yeah. And and there's we didn't even see enough stuff there during the time we were there. There's things that I think, oh, I can list 10 things that I didn't see while we were there that I can't wait to go see for the first time. And then I can name 10 more things that I would say we saw, but I can't wait to go back to them again. Yeah. Yep. And where where would you stay next time that we go? Well, I would probably prefer to be more toward Piazza Navona. I think more in the center part of the things we really like to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, either way, you know, take a taxi or an Uber. I mean, those were just as easy to do, you know, and like walking. I mean, if you don't want to walk, then take a, take a taxi or an Uber and, you know, it's 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 fine. So there you go. Well, we, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Passion for Italy Travel Podcast. Again, you can follow us at uh, pfitravel.com. You can find us on Facebook at Passion for Italy. 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Passion for Italy Travel. Just put an underscore between each one of those. Passion underscore for underscore Italy underscore travel. Um, so look look for us on all those places. We will come back with the next episode where we discuss getting on a train at the train station in Rome and what craziness might happen there as we head off to lovely Firenze. So until next time, thank you for being a part of what we do and arrivederci.